welcome back everyone to after the checkers with kyle hall i am kyle hall that guy right there is stock car and street stock and snowmobile racer caden woody the number 980 um before we get to caden though we need to do a couple thank yous to minnesota trek headquarters yourmth.com and to ecs which is east central sports They've both been on the show now for a long time, and I couldn't do this show without either one of them. And so thank you very much to, to the guys at MTH and to the boys down at uh, ECS as well. So uh, we'll get to those guys. Yes, exactly. We'll get to those. Uh, we'll get to their segments here in just a little bit. But Caden, how you doing? Welcome to After the Checkers. Good, good. Uh, it's actually, it's awesome. I've been, been, uh, been wanting to do this for a while. So uh, yeah, appreciate the opportunity. Well, I'm glad I asked then. I'm glad I asked. So yeah. Um, so you and I know each other a little bit and I know more of your your history probably than I do most of the guys that come on to the show here and so but I, I want other people to learn that as well which is you you've raced for a long time how old are you right now you're 20 something right yeah 24 24 uh when did when did you first start racing of any uh, uh my dad we kind of wanted to put on a snowball race back in like 2009, uh, just a local race. Uh, kind of just wanted to do it. My dad used to race motocross, so it's like, it'd be kind of cool to do the whole snowcross thing and I race like a 900 RMK long track sled in a snowcross. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so like Pro 2009. Pro typical snowcross sled. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I raced. Technically, that was my first race, but when I first started racing, it was like 2011. So okay. that was like I would say my first official year. Your first actual like we're gonna yep. go race, and that so and you guys are like you live in Princeton now, but you actually are from out west, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. from originally from Island Park, Idaho. I lived there, and then uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, that whole Star Valley area. That's pretty yeah. much western Wyoming, eastern southeastern Idaho. Okay, and when did you move to Minnesota then? Like, how old were you then? Uh, 17, 16. Okay. 16, 17. It was like 2015, I think, 2016, whenever we moved. So, okay. so somewhere so right. Eight, eight or nine-ish years ago. Yeah, but yeah, pretty much yeah. about eight years ago. Okay, perfect. And so you still today, I guess I shouldn't say that. Do you still race snowmobiles? No, no, no. I'm... Uh, I, I'm too banged up and I don't know what age becomes a cage is yeah, a lot of, that's exactly of... right. That's exactly right. And so oh. there's um, it's funny you say that because that's a Ricky Carmichael. Uh, if you, if I came from you know. the motocross world as well and, and Ricky Carmichael is maybe the, not, maybe Ricky Carmichael is the greatest motocrosser who's ever lived. Yeah. And, and at some point he, he literally quit motocross the thing that he'd, his entire career was based on and started racing actually uh, late model asphalt cars and then yep. was in the cups or the uh, truck series for a while for NASCAR. But yeah. Uh, and that was his thing with age, you get in a cage. Yeah. So, uh, but let's take us through your early years, snow crossing and that sort of stuff. What kind of success, what kind of levels did you, did you guys get to with that? Um. So like, I didn't start racing until I was, 11 12 years old so i missed all that like junior era and i went right to a big sled um i grew up right riding in the mountains riding 800 900 long tracks 600 long tracks stuff like that and uh riding boosted turbo sleds stuff with supercharged sleds so like i mean i kind of that's what i grew up on and i've always like had the need for speed and yeah power stuff and 
uh yeah basically grew up right or started racing right into the whole junior aspects uh or the the bigger junior classes 13 14 15 somewhere in there and and uh yeah just basically took off i won a couple of championships at the regional area or regional i guess part of my career and then yep. i started going to the nationals about 2014 and then we uh we went full uh full national in 2015 or 2016 pretty much when we moved here we had a pro team uh pro light rider guy from new york that is like family to me and uh we just kind of just grew from there as a team and now i think at one point we had we had eight or nine riders and two semis at one point and so it's yeah. just now we're now we're down to we're a little bit a little bit smaller now we're down to one trailer and we got two got a pro and pro light guy now uh and then and then my sister whenever she's racing too but right but uh but no i just uh, i had a lot of success when i was when i was younger i didn't have the best equipment when i was younger or now that i didn't have the best equipment i just didn't we didn't know how to how to how to do it or we didn't know we just kind of did it on our own yeah. clutching i think the first well the first national i ever went to i was 11 or 12 or 12 years old yeah i just turned 12 and uh, uh we finished studying the track in the trailer the morning before practice now i never rode with studs before it was just a bare track oh, no studs and so i there was just like uh, two studs here two studs here there was like 30 studs in the whole track and i think we're allowed like <laughs> 96 yeah so and so uh anyway so we we had we had good success i i think i got second the one heat third the next and then uh uh i was i was running second for a few for a few laps of the of the final and my, this is my first ever national i've ever been to one yeah uh, you don't know what you don't know at that point you're you don't know that you're yeah. not supposed to be that far up front yeah exactly yeah. i didn't i didn't even i was just happy because i think this was 2012 at this time so i that year i think there was like 60 some kids and i qualified in out of fit or i was i was like fourth qualifier nice and so and i finished third i was on the i was on the box my first ever national and it just kind of took off from there i was actually went up to the parts trailer, the art the articat parts trailer and went to went and asked for some parts just some stuff to take back home because we couldn't get stuff because this is when we lived out west we couldn't get stuff easily out there so we just we bought a bunch of parts to take back home and as i turned around the guy that sold it to or sold us the parts he was actually the race director mike Coletti for articat so he, uh, he's like, Hey, you Caden Woody. And I said, yeah, my dad's like, yeah. And he, uh, he's like, Hey, I'm Mike Cluddy. I'm the race director for Articat. And my, my career at that moment kind of took off because like he realized like I was kind of a nobody that turned or that came and podiumed at a right. snowcross race. And, um, I don't know, like I grew up, like I said, I grew up in the mountains, Tucker Hibbert, same thing. He grew up, he grew up in Teton Valley, which is, 40 50 miles from us there and so and then uh uh garth kaufman same thing coley crapo he's from uh st anthony idaho which is like right 60 there, miles yeah. from us so so like there's like a group of like fast dudes that were i mean the best and the best of the world or in the world for snowcross and they they all kind of grew up right there around me and i grew up watching those dudes so yeah. it was kind of good and so then it kind of just went off from there on on uh going nationals more races and then, so then how long started, did, how I, long was your snow career then, Caden? Uh, twelve years, thirteen years. Okay. So, and in between there, lots of injuries. So yeah, yeah, lots of. Uh, I mean, that goes probably more than anything else that 
snowcross you're yeah. it's not if it's when like you are going to get hurt and probably That's, pretty badly yeah i mean like you'll see a lot of these kids they're super fast they're 17 16 17 18 years old and they're they're just wiping up on on all these dudes that are in their mid-20s early mid-20s yeah. but they haven't been hurt yet type thing and so then like when you see them get hurt they're going so fast and then when they do get hurt they're like it's like hitting a brick wall it stops yeah exactly yeah yep yep oh. so when did like you you at some point made a, a decision a business decision <laughs> uh to jump in a car and you didn't if memory serves like you started in a super stock did you not yep yeah yep. okay and so when that was maybe four years ago is that right yeah yes yeah. So we uh we actually we bought a shop from a guy here in princeton and he had an extra super stock that his kid was kind of getting into it um and he's like, well, I have an extra super stock if you want to drive it. And I was kind of funny because two weeks before that, before we were looking at buying the shop, he, uh, I talked to my dad because I went to, I think it was actually the, the fall classic actually at Ogilvy. And, yep. and I was with a buddy of mine, a couple of buddies of mine, just the three of us. And I was like, man, this would be kind of cool to race the super stock. Cause my dad used to race super stocks and limited late models back 20 years ago or so, uh, in South Dakota, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, and then he used to race in North Carolina also. But okay. he, uh, anyway, so I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool to get a super stock because they look fun and yeah. look a little bit faster than a street stock, but not quite like a modified. Because I mean, I was, I didn't know anything about it. So I was like, oh, that'd be good intermediate class. Well, then <laughs> two weeks after I said that to him, the guy, we were in the middle of buying the shop. And my dad's like, yeah, looking at trying to get a super stock for my kid. And the guy, I was like, hey, like, I've got one. If you want to drive it, just give us some help and, and we'll become a team type thing. And my yeah. dad's like, all right, well that works. So that's kind of how it took off. And that was, I ran probably 15 shows that year, just here and there sporadically. And I, I mean, I, I had a lot of war wounds. I had to, yeah. I had cleaned up and I mean, I wrecked a lot of, a lot, lot of bodies on my, on my car and other, other competitors, but what I mean, Hey, like, I mean, I was, I was learning, I came from a snow cross motocross background where it's, you're wide open, not wide open, then wide open again. Yeah, and that's yeah. obviously not how car works. So no. And so there's I, I recall that vaguely. Like it it I wasn't when you started, I was in my my announcing hiatus, like where I wasn't announcing, but I was at the track a lot. And, mm -hmm. and you're accurate. Like you wrecked a lot of stuff, but it was I had that thought too, is that he's snow cross race. I mean, that's a, he's block oh. passing is, is in snow cross or motocross. You come in and you body the guy up and you dive off of him. You, you and use them to turn. That's, that's exactly. You come and, in and, um, corner. and it's, you were doing that a fair amount and, and probably didn't make a lot of friends that first year, but, no. but uh, you gained a lot of experience and, and you, you definitely cleaned it up and you're, you're, you're not that guy at all anymore. And so, um, so where did you ever motocross at the same time as the snow cross? Because usually yep. that's, it seems odd to me that you're, that you're a dirt guy, you know, dirt mm -hmm. car guy. It's usually a motocross, like the guys that get, that stop snow cross racing. It always seems like they go to a motocross. Yeah. I mean, I, I raced both at the same time, uh, snow cross and moto and, uh, just, it was one summer or a summer sport and a winter sport, basically I had the two differentiated and, um, and the two will keep I, you in shape for the other. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. As long as you don't get hurt, obviously. But like, um, I was pretty successful in that. I had my first full year. Um, I had, or I had like three races my first year buying a 
uh, I raced ATV motocross and okay. I raced like C class. And I mean, I was, I won, or not one, but I had a couple top two or threes and did good at the Millville national. And, and then the next year I went, I built a full, full race bike, full race pod and, and, uh, basically just went for it. And I won my first, uh, district championship and be in open B and, uh, and then I was like second and the, the age class was 16 to 29, sure. basically college boy in the sense of what they're called. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I mean, like I, I had good success in that. And then the year after that, I went to, or, uh, sorry, the year after that, I went to, uh, nationals and I raced, uh, basically the full national circuit on a quad. quad. And I just, I hadn't, I'd only maybe raced one or two nationals before that, but I just went full tilt and my family and I, we went on the road for basically the entire summer of 2019. And we had a ton of fun. We, uh, we saw from New York to Pennsylvania to Tennessee, a couple of times, North Carolina, South Carolina. So it was, it was fun in yeah. Indiana, Illinois. So we'd, we had a lot of fun, learned a lot, and I got second. I lost the championship by like three or four points in my first ever, first ever basically national. Yeah. And so, and then I, I think I got seventh in another class, but I didn't I didn't race that one full time just because I was focusing more on the other one because I didn't want to get hurt or something like that and take me out. So. Yep. No, that's pretty cool. So, so back into the dirt track stuff is you also run two different sanctioning bodies, like two completely different cars. People like on Friday and Saturday nights, you're typically your home track is, is obviously Princeton. You live in Princeton mm-hmm. and you're, and you, your home track is Princeton and they're an IMCA track in the, yep. in like they don't run streeters. They, there is a couple with soda classes there, but not, not anything that it crosses over with streeters. And so you run an IMCA stock car that looks mm-hmm damn near identical to your Wasota street stock car. But on Friday and Saturday, you're, you're an IMCA driver. And then on Sundays, you're a Wasota driver. Yep. Where, where is, where does that come from? Is it just a desire to race locally? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like uh, the street stock thing, I think the closest track for Friday is like two hours, two and a half hours. I think Menominee's, two hours, two and a half hours for me, yep. uh, videos, two and a half hours. Superior. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe superior doesn't No, superior, superior, superior yeah. doesn't, but like yeah. Fergus falls, that's two and a half hours. So it's like anywhere I go is two and a half oh, hours. And, yeah. And I was, I told my dad, I was like, Oh, maybe we should get a stock car and just kind of dabble with that. So I was like, they can't be too much different. Well, I was like, that was a big eye opening. Cause it's honestly a lot like, basically take a super stock, a Midwest mod and a street stock and combine them all together. And that's exactly what it is. So, so that it was going to be, it's on my notes as what, what are the differences between uh, appearance wise? They're pretty similar They're I mean, they're yep. a little difference, especially when they're not moving. Uh, yep. when, when a, and this is probably the Midwest mod part of it is when they're moving like the, the, the stock car, you, you know, you see this, the rear end hike up and, and you'll, yep. you know, a lot of times you'll see the front left up in the air on a stock car where you don't see that too, you see it a little bit. Uh, on a streeter but not like on a stock car and so what are the the technical differences if you can go through that yeah i mean motors motors are i wouldn't say they're the same but they're we we have to we're limited to a two barrel and imca where as with soda we can have a four barrel uh motors probably a little bit more throaty a little bit more built but we're limited with them with the carburetor wise um 
the trailing arms, the rear trailing arms, they are they're adjustable in the rear end, so we can really get that car to to get, lean over, hike up okay. one yeah. of the two, put the drive to the ground. Um, we got screw jacks on all four corners where the the street stock you can't do that. It's just all old school. Put some shims underneath the yeah. underneath the the rear end house or the the springs, and so I mean, like I mean, they're they look like, but they're nothing alike. Like you can they're like we can have different transmissions, different steering. So I mean, they're a lot like a B mod in a sense, a full body B mod right, is yeah. what you could kind of relate that to. So they're they're uh, stock cars are one of my favorite things to watch. They're so much yeah. fun to watch. Um, they, they're usually like they're for one they're a riot to drive. They're they're a hand they're they're a handful to drive, but like it's cool because like there's a lot of competition that's that's fast like you don't just like i mean obviously you'll have those those few guys that are that are still like still kind of dabbling with it trying to figure it out but like i mean otherwise like i kind of i got thrown right into it with like mackintune and and moriarty and then like i went to to a couple big races down in south dakota and like i mean yeah when you're lining up against down and damon murdy and dudes like that i mean that's that's pretty nerve-wracking but like it's cool because like i got thrown right into it and so like i learned a lot and realized what the speed was and i was able to actually be there with that speed just it's just experience yep yep yeah there's going fast is Mm. is the first thing i think like there's people talk i've asked you know we've had guys that have gone from from you know b mod to mod to late model on the show here and i'm like what's the what's the difference like what is and they're like honestly like once you get used to the speed of any one of them it's yep. and it's then you're just driving like racing's racing kind of thing and it's yep. the speed relative to the other car on the track is the same like you're if you're in a late model and you're doing 100 miles an hour into the turn or you're in a, a street stock doing 75 miles an hour into the turn yep. the guy beside you is doing the same thing so the speed relative to the other cars is is all the same it- right build this just yeah it's yeah. just how it's basically adapting like uh, adapt and overcome in a sense and yeah. basically yeah. adapt into the new environment what is to, to jump out of one like you're it's not like you're doing it you know j- literally jumping out of one and jumping in the other in and rolling back out onto the track five minutes later but you're going from you know friday saturday you're in a stock car sunday you're in a in a streeter is this is the style i mean you you have to sort of click your head into a different gear in order to drive them differently correct yeah yeah i mean i actually kind of funny that you said that because i actually did that at wilmer i there was a stock car street stock show so uh so it was a stock or it was a normal race night at wilmer and then they also had like a 1500 dollars to win or a thousand dollar to win stock, stock car, car show. show nice so i raced both cars i think i was back like back. heat two of street stocks and there were three heats and then I was heat one a stock car and then we're back to back yeah so i mean like i had one race so i got out of one car five ten minutes later i hopped right inside the other one and i mean like i did i did good in the in the street stock or the stock car the street stock i was kind of struggling with i was trying some new stuff and just didn't didn't really do all that well just kind of whatever just didn't do that well but i uh the street the stock car was it was actually it I kind of click back and forth pre- between the two pretty good. Um, I think the stock car I drive a little bit better. That's more my driving style. I mean, the street stock, like I've had good success in it, 
but like I think the stock car is a little bit more my driving style in a sense because okay. I it come with that like being a little bit more aggressive and being a little bit more up on the wheel and drive and driving a more aggressive type yeah. thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's, would you say the streeter's more finesse? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You really, okay. gotta, you got to reserve yourself. Definitely. For sure. Like you can't come barreling into the corner because the brakes obviously aren't as good. The side bite in the car coming in the corner, you can't just let, let that right rear. You can't, yeah. Yeah, you can't trust that right rear is good on the street socks. I can the stock car. Like, Last weekend at the Mighty Axe at Brainerd, like I can come into one and two and just just toss the car sideways and squeeze a little bit of brake and really never let off the throttle all that much. And I would I was conserving the tires and like or I wouldn't say conserving the tires like I was abusing the tires, but they weren't. I still had knobbies because I put brand new tires on right right okay. before that, and there were still knobbies onto it, and I was abusing the tires. If I was doing that at the street stock. I'd be backwards and it backs yeah. in the fence into the wall exactly in the wall. So that is, it's interesting, and I don't know any, uh, I know Ryan Satter does, uh, like, is a street stock guy and a and a stock car guy at the same time. I don't know of anyone else that does it, that 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 crosses over, you know, back and forth. I, I'm sure there maybe there is, but there, I don't know of anyone I, else that does it. I, I don't, I don't think there is anyone that actually, between Minnesota and IMCA, I know, yeah. like, I know, like, couple mod guys they'll jump back and forth with the same car but they won't jump between two different cars but right like uh sadder i mean i i, I look up to that dude that dude's he's he's Legend. one hell of, he's one hell of a wheel man he's won a lot of races and he's he's a downright good old farm boy that from yeah. i think he's from alexandria or dent minnesota or something I'm like more that. Over so, that way yeah more yeah. of that way so he uh I, I really look up to him and and he drives the hell out of the stock car actually my first my first win, actually, he was he was actually at Brainerd, and my first win in the stock car, he was there. So like it was, nice. he, I was racing with him, and I mean we were we ran door to door in the heat race, and uh, we had a good battle. So I mean like like he's I look up to him, and like he's a he's a good good dude, and he can he's kind of one of those dudes where he can jump back and forth, but he's also had lots of experience. Like he used to race late models and yeah. stuff like yeah. So he's, he's done a lot and grew up with it doing it as well. So. Exactly. Uh, last question on the dirt track stuff, and then we'll get into the other things is, uh, the 980, like you're, you have, a, is that your snow cross or was that your snow cross number as well? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I actually like, I don't know, it's just always stuck with me. I mean, I was born in 98 and, uh, my number was 98 for a couple of years in snow cross. And then my first national I went to in Duluth. I, I had to have three digits. Have three digits. So, yeah. Yeah. So that they, I was like, okay, I'll just add a one because it was pretty easy to put a white piece of duct tape in front of it. And so, um, so I ran one ninety eight, and then I went back to ninety eight for a couple of years, hadn't run any nationals, and then uh, we went to, we started running full nationals, and then like you got to have three numbers, and I was like, okay, just assign me one. So they just added a zero to the end, and I was like, okay, I actually kind of like this. I actually really like it, and uh, so I've always and that way ever since it stuck like that for the last I think ten years now, or yeah, ten eleven years, so. I love it. I love it. I've always like I figured it was a snow cross crossover kind of a thing, but I never I did not know that story. So that's good. So, okay, so we move on to the RMTH.com rapid fire questions where there's five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. And it's all brought to you by your MTH. We thanked them earlier on. But for real, folks, if you're looking for any kind of a vehicle, whether it be uh a Cadillac Escalade that that maybe nope. there's just a brand or a, a 
a pretty new one sitting in your driveway at uh, that uh, that Mama Kim drives, and yep. uh, or if it's whatever it is, a big jacked up truck, a new toter home, a motor home, like literally anything that you can think of to drive, they can get it for you. If it's commercial vehicles, whatever it is, go give them a shot. It's yourmth.com. Find it. They'll get you set up. So first question of the yourmth.com rapid fire question is, what is something on your bucket list? Something like you've obviously had some, some charmed life kind of stuff where you've got to go do nationals for snowcross for, for, you know, quads, you, you have two different race cars. What is something on the list that, that you haven't gotten to do yet that you, that for sure, I got to get that done before, before I hang it up. Um, racing aspect, honestly, like, I mean, I love to go, my dad used to race asphalt, um, down South. So, I mean, I, I would love to race, uh, or at least dabble on that just, uh, just to try like an asphalt late model eventually. Sure. Like a like an ASA car or uh, uh, something to that extent. I would I would love to go do that. Um, that and I'd, I, if it wouldn't be that, I'd love to go do some off road racing. I think that'd be that'd be super sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know if I now I haven't raced to the extent that you have, but asphalt racing just doesn't do it for me at all. Like the like there's maybe but the, it seems yeah. like the only way to pass some like I've, I've been to alco you know down in south of the cities there and, and watch some racing and it you like you there's it's just the follow the train thing and i it just doesn't seem as fun as dirt track racing and where but your off-road thing that i would be all yeah. over man like they're in and at kind of any level like they have you know like side by you know turbo side by side racing yep. and then there's like dune buggy stuff and then there's pro two and pro four any one of those give yeah. me give me 25 laps in any one of those and i would freaking love it and so yeah yeah I, uh, my super advanced age yeah i mean like i don't know the asphalt thing like i mean i would like to go do it just because my dad's like he's like oh you should do that it's a lot easier on the a lot easier on the body you get a couple wheelie marks there, like every half a season otherwise yeah. it's pretty good you usually don't wreck a whole lot of stuff but i mean i don't know it's the dirt track don't get me wrong like i think it probably would be more fun but like at the same time just be something different just to, yeah, i mean i wouldn't sure. say race it full time but like yeah i got to go i got to go race if you're, if you're towing the pond kind of a thing yeah exactly yep. just to yep. be like yeah i'd say i did that or or i went i went and jumped uh a pro two truck or pro four truck 150 feet yeah, yeah. feet off the ground and at it at a hundred miles an hour or yeah, whatever, exactly. whatever it is. Yeah. Perfect. So what is, uh, this is the original question here that I had written down. Like I, a long time ago, I wrote down like a hundred questions and I kind of refer back to them every now and then. And this was one of those. And the original thing was wallet. Like what is the most interesting thing in your wallet? And I thought nobody Ugh. carries a freaking wallet anymore. And so um, what is the most interesting thing in your vehicle? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> interesting thing. I mean, I got like, I got, I got a cool gun, gun safe in my truck for if I want to carry, carry my, cause I can still carry permit. So I mean, I like, like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's probably the most interesting thing I could, I can carry that. So yep. no, it's is not it, all that. Is cool, your truck clean? It is now, yeah. I actually just yeah. I actually just cleaned it. So yeah, okay. So so it is now. Not is yep. it always? 
Um, I live on a dirt road, so it's like it like or not live on. No, a dirt no, road, I don't but, mean that. But, I mean like inside. Is there is breakfast on the floor on the? On the oh yeah. Side? yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I am. Uh, I go in. I go in loops. Like I like. There's winter time. Like if if you find my if you open the back door to my truck and look in the back seat in about April, all of every sweatshirt I own every winter. Wow. Coat, all of flannels, gloves, yep. hats, face masks, goggles, all in the back seat. Stacked yep. up, looks 100%. like like crap. And and like you just push that out of the way if someone needs to sit back there, kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, just now, push off the side, it'll be all right. It exactly. Yeah. Right now it's like pretty spotless. Like it's like it's pretty clean right now because it's we're going into winter kind of thing. So uh yep. I will admit that it's whatever it is, the beginning of September here. And it was uh, maybe a month ago that I cleaned out last winter's stuff. And so it's not like I get at it right away, but uh, okay. Question number three is, is there anything that you would change about yourself? This is a, this is a real deep level question here. Um, Probably being a little bit more patient. Mm, I'm a, that's a self-realization. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm my mom always gives me shit about it all the time. She's always like, "It's like you got to be more patient. You got to be more like me, not not your dad with patience." Was my dad's not pa- not a patient person at all, but uh, I mean, I would probably say that probably uh, be a little bit more patient. I get a little bit of road rage. No, yeah. I don't know. It'll probably a lot of it, ro- road rage. A lot of it, a road rage. <laughs> yeah. That, so is that a, like a a life thing or a racing thing? Like, it, probably both. Um, definitely both i mean i've learned i've grown up a lot beyond the steering wheel for sure uh racing wise with with being more patient um even even snowcross stuff i used to just large and charging type thing but i've uh i don't know i definitely i I definitely feel like in the last especially snowcross my last year and the amateur classes before i went to pro light um before i stepped up to the pro level i mean i grew a lot in a in racer aspects um because I was more physically fit. I mean, I was in the best shape of my life at that point and uh, really got to mature in a sense. Mm-hmm. And um, and then like patience wise, I was I just clicked people off when I had the opportunity. I wouldn't just I wouldn't overdo it and not get paired or not be or be impatient. And then I'd overshoot stuff or undershoot yeah. stuff and then be on my lid. And yeah, uh, stuff like There's that. The, the adage of to finish first, first, you must finish. And and that's, uh, you know, you see that a lot with in coming, bringing it back to car racing. You see that a lot at every level of racing where the new guy comes in and is like you just said, overdriving or underdriving or aggressive, you know, getting under someone, spinning them out. And then all of a sudden you're, you're fast, buddy, but you're in the back. And now you have past 22 cars and three laps in order to get back to where you just were. Yeah. And, um, that's, you have to, you know, know when to be aggressive and know how to be aggressive without being, without being dirty kind of thing. Without wreck, wrecking them. Yep. Yeah. Without wrecking people. And so, um, it's, it's, so that question leads to this question and you already answered question. Number four is what is your driving style? Um, a little bit more up on the wheel for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can be finesseful. I, I, I know I can, uh, whereas like you compare my sister, she's a little bit more, a little bit more radical in a sense, but like, uh, 
I don't know. I can be, I can, I can kind of switch between the two, but I definitely think that my driving style is a little bit more up on the wheel, a little bit more radical. Um, but I can also tone, tone it down too. When I, when the track track develops halfway through a feature and a 25 lap feature or something like that, I can, I can kind of adapt to that. So, um, try to conserve more finesse, my, more finesse yeah. back in the corner up back in the corner entry and, and just, just easy in, yeah. no, not locking the brakes up. I'm going to answer this question for you as well is, is I see you, the, the word I would use is cerebral, uh, meaning from my point of view in the tower, watching mm-hmm. you on Sunday nights from two years ago, when, when you were there pretty regular to, to three weeks ago, when you just wrapped up the, the, uh, Granite city street stock championship. Yep the the growth that i've seen in you is all right here it's it's not yep. here it's not it's not you know having the balls to do it you yep. always had that it's it's in it's right there and you're you are thinking your way through races now where where it's i can pound the outside or I can dive to the inside when there's three quarters of a car worth of space and I'm going to dive the whole car in there. That was two years ago, Caden. And, and, and now you don't do that. You'll, you'll win the battle. Like you'll, you'll lose the battle and win the war. And, and that is, it's uh to me, that's a cerebral. That's a, that's a guy that's becoming a thinking racer that, that, you is you know sometimes third is all I've got tonight is is the the car and the track and the driver is only capable of third place and if we can get second that's a win and yep. if, if it's a if it's a if it's a first place car and you get fifth that's horrible but if yep. it's if it's a fifth place car and you get third well that's a win that, you know? that's a solid win yeah exactly and that's that's in all honesty just some feedback for you that's where I see you the most growth out of the nine Yes, yep. exactly. So, okay. Uh, question number five is, is there anything fun to announce for 2024 in the racing world of Caden Woody? Um, Specifically, I, is will you drive a, a stock car in a street stock next year or is there a different class in your future? Uh, actually, it's kind of funny because my dad and I, we've been talking about different stuff and dabbling with some different stuff, but um. I mean, I would like to, I would like to stick with the stock car thing for sure. Um, I wish that there was a little bit more IMCA stuff around here not just Princeton and Brainerd type thing. Cause uh, I mean, say if those two tracks ever went away, I mean, I'd have to drive Arlington, yeah. Marshall, stuff like that all, all the way down South or up to Glendon or Fargo or something like that. So it's like, that's a long ways to go, especially on like a, say a Thursday or Friday night, right. get off right. work. That's you had to leave it noon type thing to be able to make it to those tracks so yeah. it's like i don't know like it would just it would be a lot but um uh the stock car thing for sure i definitely want to keep that uh i'm thinking i think i'm going to build a imca mod uh actually i actually have an imca mod that uh i have a grt chassis that we've already gone through we've updated on our own um basically replicated my sister her midwest mod is a grt so we nice we built all of our own our own basically kind of the hat hat back half the rear clip and the front spars the front half the front clip and so we just kind of just updated some stuff made it clean it up a little bit older chassis but it 
looks brand new powder coated. We do powder coating and sandblast ourselves. Right, so, right. Yeah. Make so, um, beautiful. yeah, yeah. So it looks good. It's really nice color. And, uh, yeah. So I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm thinking I'm just going to do the IMCA thing. I'll still probably always have my street stock and I'll, I'll go if there's no racing on say like a Friday or Saturday, I'll right. go to go race Ogilvy or something like that. Now I will always do that, but I was telling my dad, I was like, well, do I build an IMCA mod or a Wasota B mod and run it as an IMCA mod and then run it as a Wasota B mod. And then me and Taven, we could have the same car. We can relatively relate stuff type thing. Right. Setup wise. And then, uh, or do I just build an IMCA mod, make that primary, that primary thing or race the two cars kind of like how Aaron Johnson does. And, right. And, uh, or, and then every once in a while, I'll say like granite, like say like smaller trucks. I mean, those six hundred fours in the you get a crate motor and six hundred four crate motor IMCA car. I mean, they're they're plenty fast. I mean, look at Shane Sabraski. I think he yeah. I think he did plenty good with the six hundred four a few years ago. So, yeah. um, and and his I or his Wasota mod. So it's like I was thinking about almost taking and running that car and maybe like granite and a few other tracks for a Wasota mod just to sure. just to kind of have fun because I think. I was kind of thinking about future stuff, racing endeavors, um, a little bit earlier this summer. And I was like, well, what do I want to do later on that kind of start breaking the ice type thing and go into a bigger class eventually, not saying yeah. next year, or a couple of years, but like, do I go to a mod or a late model? Back What's in the super back to a super or something like that. I mean, that's the thing with the super thing is that's so, com- I mean, every class is competitive, but like you got dudes, like you look at Shane and Dave and stuff yeah. like that. Dude, that- yeah. Dexton Cook and like I mean you got all these guys have been racing for 15 20 years in the same class so it's yeah. like they've got it's just like clockwork for them type thing and I, I mean I, I'm not saying that like I wouldn't be competitive because I feel like a few nights beyond the wheel I think I could I could be there be competitive at, yeah. at certain points um all my my stars align pretty good but <laughs> I don't know I I just think um I'm liking the IMCA thing a little bit. I, I like the, I like the, I, I mean, I love the street stock. I'll probably always race the little dream race. Cause that's, I mean, if you're not there, you can't win any money type thing. Right, that's a, exactly. that's a big pot to win. So, I mean, if you yeah. could win 30 grand, that'd be you know, just a stack of dollar bills. That'd be awesome. <laughs> checks. I, I watched uh, Keith Tourville walk out and he literally was holding checks like this. Yeah. Stacking them like this and uh, like just on top of each other. And there was like, five grand of checks still missing or cat between cash and checks and stuff yeah, that he hadn't, yep. he hadn't he hadn't got yet and i'm like holy crap that's super so. fun well that's i didn't expect all of that like i was just fishing for like is like well we're gonna maybe try super no we'll be in the streeter but like that's yeah. that's pretty big news right there if there's a if there's an imca mod slash you know an open wheeled anything uh that would be that would be pretty cool to see and so um okay so the ecs Pay it forward question. East Central Sports, uh, Mac Johnston, another dirt track guy, uh, races in the Hornet class. And I think he might have some some thoughts about moving up a couple classes as well. But um, uh, owns ECS Sports, all of your little mini bikes, golf carts, all of the sort of pit vehicles. He's mm-hmm. the guy to go talk to about all of that kind of stuff. We're still giving away one. Uh, we got to get the dang thing filled. We're going to do that this weekend. Uh, and then we're going to give away that pit bike that we're giving away as well. So my last guest gets to ask you a question. You get to ask my next guest a question. At the time that I interviewed my last guest, I didn't have you booked yet. And so um, 
it's gonna it's gonna be a, a bit of a weird question, but it actually works out pretty well because you've been in a seat of a race car long enough and you've switched classes up and down enough that you're gonna mm-hmm. be able to answer this question. Is um it's Sophie Anderson, by the way, who is a uh uh she calls it a limited pure, uh, street stock, uh, but it's really a pure stock. Uh, but where they race it, it's a track car, like it's a track sanctioned thing because it's not yep. a real it's not a legal peer stock with soda wise it it's their peer stocks and so um but her question for you is going to be what goes into the decision to switch classes up or down um i think first off uh if you have the opportunity to drive one that definitely helps um when i was in a super i uh, i had a couple i had an affordable um, I had an Eagle chassis. I like the affordable, the affordable, those guys over there at Rapid, they're, they're pretty good. And they, their, their cars are really, really competitive. I mean, look at, look at all the top dudes, Stepson, yeah. Dave, all those guys. But, um, I drove Taven street stock and it was, it was a home built Krasinski chassis that we bought. And my first time racing it, I, I went to the little dream and I never spun laps in the car before. And I hopped in it and I went and qualified my first time in out of like 60 dudes. And, I finished 11th from 25th. So, right. I mean, I was like, you know what? Maybe I kind of want to do that. Just, I mean, even if it wasn't racing, but definitely hot lapping for sure. You're like, man, this is, this is nice. Or all oh, this isn't, or I, I don't like it or Not whatever. Else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it just, just depends. Like, I mean, I, uh, that's why I want to, I want to drive a mod before I make that full decision of, of cross and over type thing. Sure. And yep. so, but, uh, I definitely think uh, what makes a decision is seat time in the car uh, or in that aspect that you want to go that way or uh, being like, okay, like, do I have what it takes to com- to compete? I mean, could I have been fast in a super? I think I probably could have done decent or I, I feel confident that I, I could have been a front running dude. Definitely consi- more of a learning curve there though. At, at a learning curve for sure. Like I, I, I had lots of growing pains to, to figure that super out for sure. And um, the street stock just fit my driving style. So that's why I went to a street stock. So, I mean, I just think that if you can get some seat time or 10, 15 hot laps, I mean, that that yeah. definitely helps for sure. Stick um, around after the races some night, ask somebody, hey, can I jump in your car? You know, whatever kind of a thing. That is what you're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I mean, a lot of a lot of tracks. I know Cliff up in Brainerd, Nate at Ogilvy, uh, Brian and James at the at Granite. They'll, they'll let you that they'll keep the lights on for a little bit it's kind of yeah. like kind of like motel six we'll keep the lights on for you light on for you and it's they, yeah. it's it's benefit to any track to do that because it's how you get drivers in your upper classes right you know exactly and so um well very cool so your guy that you get to ask the question to is a mod four driver his name is david slovic um yep. number 17 i'm you've you've definitely been at the tracks with him he's in brainerd a lot he's in st cloud a lot uh, when you're there, I don't know if you get out to watch the mod fours or if you're under the car making adjustments and stuff, but, um, has very much come out of his shell this year is kind of not been a, a front runner. And then all of a sudden this year is, is at the top of the, the charts all the time, uh, at every race. And, uh, he's going to be my next guest. And so what would your, what would your question for a mod four David Slovic driver be? Um, well, it's actually kind of funny that you asked me the last question. So that's actually almost identical question I was going to ask. But uh, I think probably the question I would ask is, 
if you, I'm going to say a few, but like, why, why did you, why did you choose the class that you're in? Why, why did you choose the class that you're in? Cause I was okay. going to, I was going to ask like, why would you move up a class or move down a class? Why would you do that? that that's practically the same thing you asked me, but why did you choose that class? Yeah. And what is your benefit and cons or your pros and cons to it? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And it's, I don't know David's history. And so I, like, I, it, I don't know if he started in a mod four or if he was in a Hornet and moved to a mod four. Like, so that it's, that's a, yep. a good question. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that for you for sure. So um, why are you in a mod four? Why are you in the, why are you in the class that you're in? That's a good thing. So yep. awesome. Well, Caden, I, I appreciate you taking some time and uh, uh, being on the After the Checker show. I, it's you guys, your your dad is, has been a supporter with, with both of your guys' businesses. The, the, they're, for those that don't know, when you buy Sunoco Race Fuel, you're buying it from Woody's, Woody's Manufacturing. So, um, yep. you, or you can be anyways, you should be. And uh, they're, they're uh, you guys are always at the tracks, at least the tracks that I'm at, and you're you're always willing to help out. You're always inviting people into the trailer. You're always feeding slightly overweight, fat ginger announcers. And, uh, <laughs> and I appreciate that a ton. Uh, if, if Kim is sitting there somewhere listening, I appreciate her cooking for me all the time. So, uh, uh, you guys are one of the good families to, to have at any racetrack. And, um, uh, I, I appreciate all that you guys do for racing and I appreciate you being on the show, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity. And, um, no, I, it's, it's fun being on the track. I mean, I, I honestly don't see my life without racing. I mean, I know there's always that like, okay, you gotta start figuring out building a family and a house. Adult. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I've, I'm actually, I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to, trying to do the whole house thing right now. And, uh, my girlfriend, she's really supportive of my racing. So she's always there at every race and I can't appreciate or I, I can't thank her enough and I appreciate my parents and, and I mean, I wouldn't be able to do all this racing stuff. I mean, I've been doing it for 15 years now or 14 yeah. years. Way more and, than half but, your life. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, more than half my life. And like, I wouldn't be able to do it without, without sponsors. I mean, like MTH, General Formulations, Sunoco, uh, B&L Trailers, uh, Traeger, Bubba Bur or, uh, uh, Idolon Foods, all, everyone that's, that supports me, what he's, all of what he's racing, what he's manufacturing, the guys that help me in the shop after work. Uh, ben for doing car setup factory 43 dan ebert with fox he's dan's i really looked at dan and he's always supported me with snowcross i grew up watching snowcross and yeah. with him and then i watched him transfer the cars and i've spent a few weeks with him like he used to take our our truck and trailer and uh our truck to the races and i i appreciate him and i appreciate everyone that's that's helped me in my in my racing career because it's really developed my driving and my uh or bad, bad habits you want to call it and uh <laughs> not not just the driving but like snowcross and just being a better person and like i mean if you asked me to do an interview like this and be able to talk as fluent like this six years ago eight years ago there's no way in hell i can do that yeah exactly yeah but I mean, there's a lot of people that that think you know when i ask them that you know it's it's a flashback for to ninth grade speech class when you got to get up there and talk for five minutes but it's it's amazing how fast, uh, you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes goes when you're talking about stuff that you love. And it's, yeah, it's when, evident, it's you know? fluent, when it's fluent and easy to talk about, yeah. like people that are like, uh, 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 like that, it's like, it's like, just, just calm down, just talk about it, man. 
Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, Caden, we're going to cut it off right there. And uh, like I said, I, I can't appreciate you guys enough and I and, uh, appreciate you being on the show. So Caden Woody on After the Checkers, everybody.